Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. I have New Japan Jared here. And no, I'm KP. Uh, no New Japan news to talk about, really, though. So we'll just go with Jared. Yeah. All right. Now, I did watch an episode of Impact where Chris Bay was put into the Bullet Club, given a gold Bullet Club t-shirt after a win over Juice Robinson. Um, good for Chris Bay. Uh, good for the the Bullet Club has got a fantastic talent. And I could see the day where a Chris Bay could be a Shawn Michaels DX yes. character. He could be the leader of a faction. If you don't know Chris Bay because you don't watch Impact, he has done a couple of things with uh, the New Japan tournament before. He's worked with them a little bit. Um, I, I highly recommend uh, like checking him out. Just because Impact has a couple guys that I think are, like, they have, Chris Bay has unlimited potential. Absolutely. Like, and Impact picking him up and showing him off has showed, has just wowed me to no end. I love Chris Bay. Whenever he just gets in there and has a match, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. You know what I thought last night? It's completely off. Okay, so Impact was a fine, it was, it, it was okay, it was a good episode. Yeah. But, um, I was thinking last night. With the rumor, with all the like we saw last night that uh, Bronson Reed gets cut, a uh, bunch of people got cut. Bobby didn't Fish they? got cut. Bobby Fish. Mercedes Martinez got cut. Yeah, Mercedes Martinez. I right. think that was the one that I was most upset about. I'm guessing with the NXT cuts, they're gonna they've got training classes all the time, so they're probably bringing some new guys on. But I started thinking about the way they've cut all the roster, and I thought, you know, what Vince is gonna do as soon as. The first guy that decides, you know what? I was the number four guy here at AEW, and now I'm number 12. Mm-hmm. And I didn't change. I didn't do anything. They just signed a bunch of talent, and then they moved a couple guys that liked to above me. Whatever happened, happened. Nothing. I'm not I'm not criticizing AEW's booking. I'm, I'm saying that it does happen, yes. and it will happen. And somebody's going to fall that's fairly young because they had a lot of young talent to start with. Vince is going to grab a guy like that, or a Chris Bay or a Moose, and he's gonna he's gonna give him the Y two J treatment. We're not gonna go. No, what is going on? They're gonna promise something huge, and some dude from Impact or some dude from AEW that we think was that we didn't even think was because you didn't think Chris Jericho was underutilized. No, and he walks out there, and the first time he walks out there, The Rock just belittles him. You know who in the Hoovy Juice are you or whatever, right? It doesn't matter who you are. That kind of thing. Next thing you know, Chris is wearing both titles and he beat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. That right? And so I just know how that that dude thinks, and he'll be like, "Yeah, you're gonna talk about my book. Wait till I make a star out of somebody that nobody yeah, thought could be a star." Oh, Chris Bay gets to be a star somewhere though. Again, I think it's the bee's knees, right? Literally wherever. Well, I hope Moose succeeds. is the guy that's always been a head scratcher for me. Yeah, because they they like still haven't given him the belt. They made him go steal a belt that was retired. That's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Impact's weird, man. It has gotten weird, but yeah. it's so locked in. Like, their whole episode was was Jay White and the uh, Good Brothers and Kenny. That's interesting, but it's, I mean, it's just one of those things where it just feels like New Japan or AEW light. 
Right. Well, and to, to double, double down, I've been thinking about this. We'll get into the AEW sec, uh, segment of this episode in just a second. Don't worry. And if you're an AEW fan, I hope I don't offend you with this. But the booking in the women's division and just the time amount they've utilized them has been off to me. It's, yeah, it's, it's been Well, and here lacking. was the, here's the thing. And tell me if it makes sense to you. Omega was supposed to be hands-on on this. And fighting for this. And it through no fault of his, he's working for AAA. Mm-hmm. He's on Impact. He's two segments, if not more, every, every, every Wednesday. When has he got time to it, even even to just go into the EVP meeting and go, hey, we like last last not this week, last week it was seven minutes of women's wrestling on the whole show. When does he have time to go, hey guys, can we get twelve? When does he have time to go into that meeting and do that? Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and has and has has Sheeta and guys like that not getting um, anything anything at all gotten him to the point where hey you know what if you're not gonna because he was supposed to be bringing that level that talent from they from stardom to here to to let it shine has he become disenchanted with that process? I, I mean running a running a business is a lot different than thinking about. Running it, or, or just Absolutely. even even like in, in a creative standpoint, not even like a business standpoint, mm-hmm. doing something like that while you are also having your own career, I it that seems like a lot. Yeah, and it just all of it feels like it's fallen to the wayside, which is really disappointing. Yeah, I it's, read. It's like my my criticism of Dynamite for the last god like four months now. It's just the 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 lack of women stuff, and this week we had. Like the bunny and Layla Hirsch, which I was I was surprised we saw on Dynamite. Um, I'm glad we saw it on Dynamite. It, Don't get me wrong. It wasn't too short. It was a no. strong match. They played Camille up on the side, which yes. we'll get to. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think that was good, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, I would right. like it if we had a second match like this. And as that well. was it. <laughs> that was it, though. Yeah, right, right, the right. Whole episode. It's it's. Oh no, they had the the Britt Baker segment too, but that was Britt gets grip it. Britt gets a minute thirty talking every week. That's about it, and it's like. But then again, now all, in the defense of the system, the way it's booked, all talking segments are a minute thirty. The, they you, they pack you, stuff yes. into that you don't, two hour period. You don't get long no segments. But then again, and I and I, I was a little surprised too. I guess so, Rampage is an hour show. Yeah, I was hoping it was two. Yeah, maybe it will be. Maybe we'll yeah. see. It's at nine, right? Yeah, it's probably only going to ten. Though. So it'll go to so it'll be seven to nine SmackDown and then Rampage, which is really a good time slot when you think of it. Yeah, people can watch one and flip right over to the other, especially with the with the amount of publicity they're pushing for it. Mm-hmm. A wrestling fan, even if you're a, a WWE wrestler fan, it still will be in your consciousness. You watch one, you may just flip over to the other, see what's yeah. up. You know, it's really good. T- to me, that's a, a proper product placement. Yes. <laughs> you take a show that almost too many people watch a week, sometimes a little over, sometimes a little under, and you put a wrestling show on right behind it. Because if you can get the million, which they've been getting every week for, uh, I'm sorry, a million, which they've been getting every week for Dynamite, if you could just get a couple hundred thousand more that don't normally watch your product, that's great for both shows, Fantastic, right? Fantastic, yeah. So... Because that's where you start, you know. Anyway, let's move on to what actually happened. Labor 3, Chris Jericho versus his first and longest running rival, Hoovy Juice Guerrero. One of my favorites back in the day. I was a Hoovy Juice guy. I was a Psychosis guy. 
Yes, man, those guys. Those were my guys. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, not that I wasn't Eddie Jericho. Malenko, but all them. Th- that was like S tier luchadors, though. You know, right? And and the other thing was too, like you knew you were getting, uh, Eddie Guerrero. You knew you were getting, yeah. yeah. So when you got the other guys, it was neat because it, it was like, oh wow, a psychosis match, it's right? Like, oh wow, yeah. Right, right. Or oh, super crazy. Okay, but what did you think about this? It was a bit of a cluster. It I was, thought. it was a mess. I, there was a period of time where I was like, man, did Hoovy like legit smoke Jericho on one of those? Because he looked Jericho just looked. I don't want to say lost, but he did, especially in the beginning of the match, there was just this like weird disconnect between them. There was, and then there was a moment or two where things went kind of good-ish. Yeah, yeah, like they started and to go, and then I got, I, I think, was just worried the whole time, though, because well, I, I was Jericho just like, ran oh, out of gas, too, because they, they tried to start out hot, and Hoovy was doing a lot of Conradas and all that, and he's probably not, I mean, he's got to be 40 as well, right? So, they had they did the spots and they tried to do them quickly, but I, like you said, it was a little just disjointed. I don't want to kill the match because, let's be honest, the point of this match was for us to relive in our minds Juventud Guerrero and Chris Jericho. Yes. It wasn't necessarily what we saw in the ring. Yes. he Jericho did get a spinning... A, like, spinning, diving off the top rope Judas effect, yes. which I thought was kind of neat. It was... I just oh I with forgot. Jericho it's always neat and klutzy, it's it's always a little bit of both. Yeah, and that's been true his whole career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just just one of those dudes. He's um, not Eddie Guerrero. No, it's not smooth the silk. It's Nobody's a little disjointed, Guerrero, but it's but it always works for him, and there's effort involved, so it it was okay. Now um, we had Wardlow come out, beat both of them to a pump, pulp. Apologies, uh. <laughs> I got confused here because then MJF tells us the last of these challenges before you get to me would be Wardlow with me mm-hmm. in, involved in a match. And I thought JR or someone told me it was Jericho as a referee. And then later on, they clarified that it, not Jericho, it was MJF, MJF as a referee. And then later on, they, they cleaned it up and said something to the effect of, he's just there. And I was like, oh, well, wait. Because cause I was, for a while, trying to figure out, well, how on earth is... I was... How I, could Jericho win if MJF's the ref? I'm, like, actually, to me, that's the right one to call. Until this second? Are you sure that's not just what they said? They like, did say it in the first segment, but I thought later on they cleaned it up and said he wasn't. I'm not sure. I, I I don't remember that second part, so maybe they did. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was under the impression that it was MJF as the special referee. No, dude. I think later on in the show they were like, nah, nah, it's not gonna like it. See, see if they got a thing on that and let us know later. Yeah. Because there's no way, right? He's got to make him submit. Said M- the the end of the sh- graphics at the end of the show said MJF was just going to be in Wardlow's corner. Unclear on who slash what is exactly right. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I was like, because when, when they said later on, in his corner, well, that's not the referee. And I'm like, well, dude, somebody could have gave JR the memo on that instead of hanging him out. The <laughs> that's <laughs> incredible. All right. Okay, so. um, Moving on to a Death Triangle travel issues ish, uh, program thingy. A little talk backstage. 
This time, Pac can't find his way there. Obviously, Andrade had something to do with that. Um, I thought this was a good little segment. Mm -hmm. I, I find uh, Guerrero to always be good at these things, and it worked out. And Penta and Phoenix, you know, said no. And what's the name of Penta's? Alex Abrahantes. He he's starting to really kill it in these segments. His his energy and is is so great because it's so counter to what the way Penta, Penta, yeah, yeah yeah it's the opposite of Penta yeah and right that's, that that's what kind of what makes it endearing right now two point the show Matt Lee and Jeff Parker once known as Ever Rise and Daniel Garcia Red Death Red Death face Darby Allen Mox Kingston with Sting. I was a little pleasantly surprised at how much they allowed this to be a match, although yeah. it was never really in doubt. No. Mox and Kingston were wonderful and enjoyable, and Just Darby delightful. threw himself around. And then after they get the win, which we know was coming, you get the Mox and Kingston marking out Wisting in the middle of the ring, which I, I liked it. I like the whole segment. It was yeah, nice. The whole segment popped to me. You Very know what cool. I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think it was like an incredible story pushing forward segment, but man, it was just a fun match. I can't be mad. Why not? The crowd loved it. Yeah. The crowd was so hot for it. Right, of course. Uh, FTW vignette for their match. <clears throat> what did you think about that? It was... It was fine. Right. Okay, we'll move on. The Elite backstage segment. What did you think about this? Uh, actually, we should talk about the Dark Order segment first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so, Adam Page walks in on a Dark Order segment to grab his beer, and they're all like, whoa, Adam, whoa, listen, it's okay. And he's like, whoa, no, it's, it's kind of not, and it's no offense to you guys, it's not you, it's me. And he says that he has got to deal with this by himself because he created this problem, so he's got to deal with it. The long and short of the segment was that. He says, just let me let me do it myself. And they're just like, well, I... Some of them are real, real not happy about it, but Evil Uno and Stu are just like, hey, if he wants that space, that's his decision, which I thought was great. Right. Which, we come to see that uh, come to fruition later in the night. Okay, and then we have the... What, go ahead and expand expand this and talk about the elite. The promo. elite segment was completely insane. Um, you got Doc Gallows in the Ric Flair robe. Mm -hmm. You want the cookies there? Everyone dressed. Easter Egg City. You want the cookies? Yes. Kenny Omega, Cookie Monster. Yeah. Remember, CM stood for CM Punk. Chick Magnet. Chick Magnet, CM Punk, Cookie Monster, okay? Gallows, Flare Rope, Anderson, Bollywood Boys shirt. I didn't even notice that. Hawaiian shirts on Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. Caption was, what time is it? Which is what your boy says before he screams clobbering time and runs to the ring. That's CM Punk. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's almost like they put more thought into that than the actual Honestly, segment itself. Which the segment itself was, uh, the Bucks are like, who else is there to beat? Kenny's asking who else is there to beat. Mm -hmm. They they just dunk on Adam. Mm -hmm. They cut the net down after Kenny makes a couple shots. It's just it's a ridiculous segment, but it was good. Okay, and as they say, who is there left to beat? 
The answer is walking to the ring is Christian versus Blade and Bunny. Yes. And we get a match here. I thought the match was good. I felt like the uh, the finish was fine. It was you were cool with it all. Mm-hmm. Christian goes over. Yeah. Smooth. We we've kind of with Jungle Boy being the number one contender, but having lost the title match, now Christian is the guy to to get that matchup. It looks like should be fun. We'll get a Christian promo later. Might as well talk about it now real quick. He does a quick little um, thing where he says, uh, what was it he said? How did he say it? What's ba- He said, I came back to win a title. I didn't come back to get a nostalgia run. Yes. And then he says, I'm, very, I'm, I'm better than very good. What's better than very good? And then he goes, I'm elite. And he walks off. And I thought that was well done considering – who he's about to face up against. Yes. And Christian is elite in every aspect of pro wrestling. And evidently cheap. JR hit him with that somewhere along the line about how <laughs> something about having to buy him dinner or something. I don't know. Okay. FTR blames P- Pride and Powerful for the cut on the arm, which is not true at all, mind you. No. That was not their fault. And they're never going to be done with each other, evidently. <laughs> What's the point of this? And it does seem like they are literally never going to be done with each other. We have been doing Pride and Powerful, FTR, uh, Jericho uh, for a long time now. And I do appreciate what they've done with MJF here and giving us these different moments of Jericho having a face because at least it breathed a little life into all this. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker is here and she's has no competitors at all that can challenge her now when Red Velvet approaches and wants a piece of DMD what did you think about all this oh the Red Velvet segment mm-hmm. oh okay <laughs> it's just they've the fact that they've done nothing with Red Velvet since they had that little program with her and uh her and Jade. 22 and 4. Seven straight wins. I ain't seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, not enhancement talent. Any, I did like you know the whole, <clears throat> when you beat me last time, I was three minutes. Uh, it was three minutes. You know, Britt points that out, and she says, you know, I'm not enhancement talent anymore. And I thought that was fine. They're going to have a match. They got to have her face somebody at Pittsburgh. See, that, though, let's... Get to the point of what we said before the show started. That's the problem. If you're only getting one match on the main show, I, I get that you want people to watch Dark. I get that you want people to watch Elevation. But if you only give me one match on the show, what pushes me to the other shows to think they're important? Yeah. You know, and, and if you don't build somebody for me to think is formidable to Brit, I get it. Brit is a shining star. She's great. She's the centerpiece of the division. Rightfully so correct but but she needs more legitimate people superman without lex it's kind of boring yeah batman without the joker doesn't matter you you have to have green goblin spider-man um you have to have a hero you have to have a villain and that's what the greatest heroes in, in comic book lore are the ones with the greatest villains yes and vice versa Unless you're Doctor Doom, who somehow can be the greatest villain for five different people, and it doesn't matter. And he's great. Yeah, <laughs> right. every single time. Right, but that could be Brit. Brit could be Doctor Doom. 
If you know, she could elevate. She could elevate all the people she's facing. Is what I'm saying. And you, just, you can utilize that. And I hope it happens. But it's just, you know, for, for but, me, like seeing Red Velvet come out, I like she's fine. I she's think a good she, little wrestler. I think she could be quite good Absolutely. given the right presentation. She spoke well here. She did speak well. It's just. Right. Without a this, whole lot this, of my time. This just looks like an easy W for Brit. Right. This just looks an excuse for an easy W. Right, it's because just, she's in Pittsburgh and she's the she it's her hometown. She's the drawing card. I think she should have a match there that she should win. I, I 100% agree. It just feels like a foregone conclusion. Right, and it's know? not... When she gets in the ring right now, it doesn't have a big fight feel. Yeah. Because her star shines brighter. And it's not close. Pretty much any match feels like a a jobber match, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what wound up being wrong with the Hogan tenure. Yeah. Because you knew Hogan couldn't lose. Hogan's not going to, yeah. Right? And so at some point, although I'm sure she doesn't get to book her matches like Hogan did. No. Okay. No, and, and again, it, this is... It's but we could get there. Yes. It's somewhat of an exaggeration because it's like she's only had the belt for a couple months. But even when she did have the belt, yeah. she was all that mattered. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Again, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, ah, oh, I so desperately wish their women's division was just... It kills me that they have a thing with Impact and they're not just putting Impact ladies on my TV every week. Well, but th- that would That's be... insane to me. That would be bad too, though, in that... Well, and of, actually, to your point, Jordani Grace said something about that last week. She said, "I thought the Forbidden Door was for everybody." That's what I'm. Th- it, it, it would be just such such a obvious choice to to utilize some of these women. And it's just like, dude, even even if it's like making women from AEW look good, let Jordan Grace have a match with Thunder Rosa. Yeah, Thunder Rosa signed. Mm-hmm. You should be building her up every single week. Right, as as just a star because she's amazing. Right. And if you want me to watch Dark, send me both Grace and her partner. I'll watch those matches. I'll have them come two weeks in a row. Have them match one one wrestle on the main show Dynamite, one wrestle on Dark or Elevation, and then flip it. it the next week. And that would give you a little commercial for both shows. But the problem would be you bring them over and they get TV time. Like if if I'm an AEW female talent. Mm-hmm. And I see Camille get in my ring. I'm wondering how. What do I got to, do to get in the ring? You you you, you understand? What, now they yes. are they are give, we get a, a segment with the wonderful uh, Jade. Yes. Later, and it's it's a short segment where we're still talking about the brand, and I don't know what they're doing with her. She's not wrestling much. Maybe they Real spinning. The other thing is too though. She was. She was put into a program shack. It was a big, big deal. And now all of a sudden, you know, she probably still needs work work. I know he says they don't have a performance center, but she may be training a lot right now to, to, so that she can uh, get a little bit more fluidity to her matches. And I do think that's important with something like how they're trying to present Jade. Mm -hmm. You probably want to take it a little slow. With a transcendent talent, with somebody that you know is a star, which doesn't need a spotlight, she her existence is a spotlight, like Jade. What you you have two choices. Train her and have something that everybody will always love, or make her a Goldberg, 
and have her somebody somebody that people love right now and down the road people will will be well she can't, really can't wrestle you know what i mean so i'm 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 all in on let's go slow have her in a few matches with people that can really work get it to the point where she can do the whole thing be the person calling the match or the person following direction and get a good match either way and then push her at Brit. Yes. I'm totally I agree. That, you know. Now Andrade has requested time and goes to the ring and there is a segment here where he winds up putting a pummeling on I guess they're gonna give El Fuego uh a little shine here, as you might say. Yeah. They demand he shine place. Andrade's <laughs> Andrade's shoes. Fuego's like, that's not what you said this was. <clears throat> and they beat him up. Right. He winds up eating the garage doors a little bit. Poor Fuego, man. What'd you think about all this? Poor Fuego. It got over, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, hey, that is one thing I think about what Dark has done, though, to the crowd. Because. They love Fuego. Yeah. He's the. If, you want, if you're heel and you want heat. Beat up Fuego. Who are the guys who've beaten up Fuego lately? Um, Al- Black. Uh, Malachi Black. Black and Andrade. Almost called him Alistair. <laughs> Yeah, I have a couple Alistair Black T-shirts. That's why I understand. He's and and he's great. And but to your to our point, when they want sympathy, or El Fuego's the one who gets the business, which means at some point he's going to get to be on the big show. I hope so. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hangman asks the elite come out, and Omega starts telling him that he's trying to find self worth and rejoin the elite, which is not necessarily what we're trying to do here. No, it's definitely not what what Hangman's trying to do. But he, Kenny, really lays into him. And I felt like Kenny was really in his bag here. Oh my God! Yeah, he I was I killing. agree. He he was doing a great job. He said that. Like he obviously was like, oh, you're trying to rejoin the elite, but then he gets a like turns an edge to it, and he's like, you're not good enough anymore. He says that we don't have a losers. You're like elite. you're like all these people. You're like the rest of the dark order. You try really, really hard, don't you? Which I thought was again for for me. It's it's me thinking just like wow, pot calling the kettle black. Right. Get, get, I've literally called Kenny tryhard geek. Yeah. For like months, just because. Right. Yeah. But not anymore. Not anymore, evidently. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, no people that play second fiddle. Just all of it was great. Hangman, just completely accepting what's going to happen slaps him mm-hmm. gets the piss beaten out of him dark order runs dark down. order runs out Stu grayson and evil uno go this is what he wanted mm-hmm. which i mean johnny hungy was unhappy with that situation we get the elite hunter uh yeah kazarian just runs in no fear elite, I, which elite I, hunter's been on impact as well for me i actually really like the fact that he's just like a weird lone wolf in all this it makes it feel more full of a world if that makes sense it because like anytime gives... the, he, he's like a i'm not gonna say he's allied with dark, dark order but he hates the elite as much as they do you well, know what i mean and if you consider elite management which in reality they are right they're evps yes. and, and cody a little bit addresses this later in a diatribe um but if you consider them management which in some ways they are if you consider them the champion belt holders which they are they are Kaz is a rogue yeah. person here. And it gives randomness to your show because if if Christian is at a disadvantage in a title match, you never, he doesn't have come? an ally. 
Except but there is an elite hunter. Yes, yes, exactly. Right? I'm saying this, this like vigilante Frankie Kazarian. I don't know when he's gonna show up, but when I do, I'm like, oh my god, there he is. Right, he's like the Punisher. Yes, but only for that one little group of rich guys. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I think that's cool. I like that. Or maybe a Robin Hood. But uh, yes, yes, a Robin Hood. I think. Yeah, I think Robin Hood's a little more accurate. Right, but any any time you could have. If the Good Brothers are on Impact, and like he was in a match, it was him, Eddie Edwards, and Sammy versus Kenny and the Good Brothers, and they go over on Impact. That was the last match of that show. Yeah. And um, but you know, randomly comes on there. Now you can have him do this here. You know, who knows? He could be in AAA and show up and help get the belt, get their belt off of Kenny. Kenny for you know, what El Vikingo. Dude, that guy's a star. Dude. Another dude I saw on Impact where I'm just like, wow. Whenever they go to Me- whenever Impact goes to Mexico City. Unreal. You watch those episodes. You have to. Because there are stars. They're must-watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every single time. Right, right. Okay, and so I like this segment, even though it got beat down. I like the Dude, the I, I was it. so, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm really invested in the storyline. Just watching them kick him in the head was awful. Right. I, I got I got I was just like wow I'm so mad but sto- I just I literally I just hate Kenny and the Bucks now I'm just like oh God, I hate these guys I know but I, I will say um with limited TV time for your stars they didn't need both of these segments probably not no probably they did not need the elite shit talking segment the the Easter egg segment yeah like that that was not particularly necessary that whole thing could have been done for me you could you could have done both those segments together like this when they walked out i saw what they were wearing yes so i still get many strikes but i didn't need that segment at all hangman could have walked out and and dark order just come behind him and he could have just turned and said no go back i have to do this turn around and walk to the ring and you could have had it could have been more uh, five economic, more minutes for yes, other things. Economic storytelling could have been a little bit better. Well, it just would, and I'm not even saying it hurts. Like these, those, all that works for this storyline, but it doesn't allow me to put another storyline into the show. That's what I'm trying to say. Speaking of other storylines, uh, Adam Lambert. He talks about how getting beaten up sucks, but you know what sucks even more? The truth. And he's bringing somebody to beat up Lance Archer. You got any any ideas? No. <laughs> no clue. No. You, Do you have no, ideas? I got no clue. I don't know. Any, well, I don't know anything about Adam Lambert. Uh, trying to. Who can he bring up? You know. Okay, here's a dumb idea. He was in Impact, and I know that he was with Lashley in Impact, but God, please bring Moose. That would be so dope. Show up. That would be so dope. Made a phone call. You know, here's a guy that doesn't get along with Scott Demore. I don't necessarily get along with Scott Demore anyway. Work things out. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna I'm gonna train Moose in the ways of MMA. He's the only five tool athlete in pro wrestling right now. Let's let's do this. You know what I mean? And that would, dude. Just give me Moose anywhere, anytime, anything. I'll take it. You know. Okay, so Any day of the week. 
Miro versus Lee Johnson. Hey, I thought this was a good little match. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by how this match went. I kind of expected it to be like a 30-second squash, but they really gave Lee Johnson like the whole nine yards. They did. Four super kicks, and Miro kind of fights him off. Not really, though. Miro did a good job of looking... Tough while still eventually beatable, if that makes sense. Right. Making his the way a monster makes his way to a knee when he looks vulnerable. Looked like a boss fight in a video game. Yeah. Where you got to hit him with everything and he stumbles a little bit. Exactly right. And then, of course, he's got him on the ropes. Uh, Frogs, super kick number five, frog splash, kick out on one. Uh, Miro hits one super kick and then he then he puts him down with with the sleep hold or uh, with the chin lock and then winds up and dude when the match is over and Miro cradles his head and starts rubbing it and saying I forgive you so great so good <laughs> Miro rules dude he does and it's when Christian does the elite thing coming up next and then we have um dude I will give Christian credit too. He sang the Golden Girls. Yes. Thank you for being a friend. And that's like an old person thing, but it's the Golden Girls. I love that crap. Okay. Bunny versus Layla Hirsch. Oh, he had, he had asked Layla if she wanted help, and she said she didn't. She had that, best friends. Right. And that's where that whole promo came from. I felt like that. We already talked about this. I felt like it was a good match. Hirsch goes over. Camille comes out, and they are nose to belly button if even belly button Camille is such a presence when she is the first woman to me since China well Jordani Grace too but I I, I think I want to say that Jordani Grace's matches against uh, intergender matches were uh, a little bit later than the Camille work I saw, but the first matches, um, and 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 bodyguard presence beside a world champion that I can remember yeah. from a female that just felt like felt right. I Man, you don't want to mess with her. It was so Dude, great when her- he's the the national treasure, and he's got the belt on his shoulders, and he's really the most over thing about his presence was Camille. The, and I'm, I'm not even saying his name. What's what the freak? Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Yeah. But yeah, when, just like the, the look she has on her face, mm-hmm. very cold. It's just like her, her presentation works really well. Oh, and, and this, this face to, well, like saying quotes face to face because of the obvious and they're playing it up for certain, the size difference. Uh, that could be quite interesting. I hope that match is going to be good. If nothing else, it'll be fun. They had a couple, I will say, uh, they had a couple different, uh, like, mini storylines going throughout this match. When I say what, like, Nyla was facing off a little bit with Chris Statlander. Right. Stuff like that. Uh, Which is where we want to go. Yes. We want Nyla and Chris Statlander to have a problem with each other because we want storylines that don't involve Britt Baker or the championship belt in the women's division. That's where we want to go. Yes. Right? We want the bunny to have problems with other female wrestlers. We want Hirsch to prove who she is in the ring. This is where we want to go. Yes. Just give it some time. Let, let And by that, I mean, give them airtime. <laughs> <laughs> just and, so, and just, again, the, the segments don't have to be long. Just any any little bit can ha- help. 
Right. Which well, again, you can trim five minutes off something. Right. Put put a little woman segment in. I think it would be perfect. Correct. Correct. Okay. And so we'll move on because our main event of the evening is Malachi Black versus Cody. Okay. So why don't I just give you the floor? What do you think about the match? I like the match a lot. Squash. Yeah, exactly. Malachi beats the holy hell out of him. Cody takes a bump through the table off a kick to the head from the He gets in there. He starts, starts to do it. And he gets kicked right in his head. And boom, done. One, two, three. Out cold. JR the ring. says, oh, that's not going to do it. When he puts one foot on him, and then he gets the three. And he's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Stunned. Stunned. I thought Malachi's entrance, amazing. His aesthetics, perfect. I, I, I love the skull mask. I love the shroud. Uh, I liked his shorts a lot. Mm-hmm. The The only issue I ever really had with Aleister Black was sometimes he had, like, kind of ugly gear. Like that, like the silver, like, future diaper that he wore. <laughs> it's, like, one of my favorite matches, and it's just, I don't like the gear he's wearing during it. I can't get past the future diaper. Yeah, I get it. It's, I get it. it feels like, you remember, okay, when Okada switched back to Trunks, and he mm-hmm. wore those that looked like a, a future diaper as well. Right. Where it's just, I sometimes it's like I really like Okada, but the gear, right. man, it's Mysterio not will wear his his gear oh, in the all, last he decade. Has the worst. Always looks like for a while there he had the best, dude. Yeah, but now everything kind of looks like diapers. The way he has them drawn, Cody puts a codpiece in all of his uh, in a, in a little odd like top half of a um, jock strap or thong yeah. in the back, and I've never <laughs> got that. Like what? When they were drawing it out, like, if you want to put knee pads in there that aren't knee pads in there, fine. I don't mind. It breaks up the... One thing about Cody, the actual Cody uh, Rhodes, young wrestler, legacy and all that with Randy Orton, one issue I always had with him was because he didn't wear knee pads, he looked his legs looked oddly long. Yeah. And so him drawing, I can see where even he has uh, issues with that look, and so he wears pants that break up this, the, the the line in his legs by having odd knee pads drawn into him. Yes. The cod piece in the thong, though, I don't, I don't know. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> drawing attention. The Not eyes even a whole drawn. Thong. Go ahead and go for it. Give me the whole thing. You know what I mean? I don't mind. Dig in the, the Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. Just, uh, but anyway, okay. I'm sorry. Wrestling. <laughs> if they run the credits right here, I'm over the moon. Yeah, but they did have... They didn't run they the didn't. right here. They had this odd, odd segment. And I still think, I will say at the end of the day, I still think Malachi Black looked like a killer. I don't necessarily think that Cody, Cody's weird little retirement speech. Like, if Cody just gave his weird retirement speech and then the episode ended, I wouldn't be happy. But the fact that Malachi just goes out there and smokes him anyways is, like, funny in a way to me. Yeah. <sighs> Cause, because I, I don't know what he Cody's with, doing. He, remind me, he hit him with a crutch, right? Yeah, he goes out there and he just beats him. See, I would have been okay. If he had just smoked, kicked him again? I would have preferred that. Yeah, I agree. I would have preferred him walking, not not even touching him. Just just walking to the ring. Walking out he, there looking. Cody turns around. Eye to eye. Hey, boom. Drop him again with a kick. That would have been the move for me. Not the crutch thing. But Cody's weird little retirement speech? I'm just not sure. Well... Let's 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 go back to what you said. You said I don't think Cody's speech ruined Malachi looking like a killer. No, I don't. I don't think so. But you had to say that because because you know that's almost 
you know that it felt like Cody's speech was making Malachi's big moment about Cody. Yes, yes, absolutely. And yet, that makes you relook at all these first matches from all these stars that have gotten into the company and wrestled him, and it wound up somehow being about Cody. Cody. And it's like, especially if... Brody it's, it's... beating him if you remember, wound up being Cody's journey back. Yeah, he came back with black hair, he won the belt by it was, yeah. You see what I'm saying though? And here we have this opportunity, and Cody does allude to issues within the EVP during the speech, which again, um, maybe that's long-term storytelling, maybe they're going someplace with that. I don't know. Does after Omega loses his belt does he retire Cody I, I don't know but I do know none of that was needed I literally feel like they should have just beat him up for longer and then ended the episode if if he stands up and, and, and says yeah I do want to give a speech and Malachi just turns right back around walks over there pushes Tony out of the way kicks him again and, and, and yells without the mic this moment ain't about you and walks off that's your ending. That's it. And then Cody has to address all the other stuff during the week on his Twitter feed or in a backstage promo with, or hey, give us a new episode of Undeniable. I miss those adorable. Yes. Things. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Tell us why Malachi Black was undeniable. When he kicked you in the head. Twice. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but you, what did you think about the episode altogether? It was okay. Uh, I, I think they're coming off a hot, such a hot streak with their recent episodes that right. I think. Like the, the matches were all pretty good, except for the first match. I think the first match kind of said, "I expect you know what I mean." That, I, that, uh, hey, to your point, to your point, you said they were on such a hot streak. Yes, the opening matches of the last yeah, few yeah. weeks have been so very good that even missteps, you were still so high. Yeah, yeah. I just I was I was riding that for the rest of the episode. Right, and and everything was happening quickly. So if you didn't like this, boom, you moved on. Everything, but this time with that starting out a little bit slower, it did. The pacing was different with the whole show, and this show was good compared a lot to what. Um, just, no, let me rephrase it. This show was good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great. Yes. But the things that bother you about AEW were glaring in this episode. Yes, it was it was more obvious. And by bother, issues. I mean there are fears that the the beautiful thing about what AEW's been able to do in the short amount of time they've been a company is course correct. Yes. And you worry that the not going to course correct. There are certain things that have not really been course corrected, and it, correct. it's, it's becoming when some parts of the show are so so good mm -hmm. and well produced and just well thought out right. that the parts that aren't are more obvious nowadays. Right, right. So, and when you don't have a show that's hot from beginning to end, just on fire for the whole episode, it right. is because when the show's on fire. You barely know. Like, I'm the only person I know that noticed that week before last, it was seven minutes yeah. worth of women's wrestling, right? Because the show was so good that nobody cared. And, and that's okay. That but but by the same token, I noticed because I, I happened to, I've kind of been on a soapbox for 
a years or so that we're in a golden age of women performers. And we so, are. And so it's, when I don't see them, it bothers me a it's little frustrating. bit. It's frustrating. Because I feel like if we're on cloud nine, then maybe there's a 10 we can get to. You know what and I we're mean? We're on like cloud six. Yeah, right, right, right. If Which that. is still really good. We're in the clouds, right? Okay. So for my man, Jared, for me, KP, this has been a Go Home Heat production. Uh, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Gin Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. Dude, they're doing this neat stuff where he's uh, starting to rebuild old instruments and make instruments. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. Check out his uh, Facebook page too sometime. Uh, go home.